Welcome to the Anchor Church Podcast. To learn more about Anchor Church or to hear the entire message, go to www.anchorchurch.life. During this Advent season, we celebrate hope, peace, joy, love, and the arrival of Jesus. Join us for A Thrill of Hope. Why does the most wonderful time of year always seem to leave us wanting more? We look forward to the gifts, music, and traditions, but the presents and parties are never enough. What do we really need? What about the people closest to us? What do we all need? Thrill of hope, and the weary world rejoices, oh holy night. You guys know that song? All right, we're going to sing it now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I told Danil, I think, what, two days ago, I said, I just wish that I could just belt out and just kill a song, because I would, I, I'd do it anyway. It just would be better for everybody else if I can actually do it. But anyway... So we've been doing this A Thrill of Hope series for, for all of December, and we've been counting down as Christmas approaches. Now, we've been using the, this as an Advent series, and Advent, if you've been around the last several weeks, is new to me. It's been a fun journey for me to learn a little bit more about just what it is um, in general, but uh, the, the, the process and the thought of just slowing down some, and that's really what it means. Advent means the coming and it's the coming of the, of, of the Savior, and, and it allows us to just walk through this season with intentional or intentionality and, uh, and walk through the season just kind of taking it step by step and really uh, soaking in the season of, uh, of the birth of Jesus and, uh, and really applying it to the different aspects of our lives. And so the very first week, we lit the hope candle, and so I'm going to light the hope candle now. The hope candle represented the hope of Jesus and the hope of his coming. And uh, the prophet Isaiah, 700 years before the birth of Jesus, actually prophesied that, that, uh, that, that there would be a savior that would come to save the world, save the world of their sins and, 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 uh, and, and help people uh, overcome the, the, the sin nature that, that we were all born into and would be the savior, would die on the cross uh, and, uh, and, and pay that ultimate sacrifice for us, for the people, for all mankind. And so we light the hope candle because for many years they were long expecting this Jesus, this Savior, this Messiah, this Christ. They were long expecting him with full of hope. And we know that hope is confidently expecting something. The biblical definition of hope is confidently expecting, knowing that there is something coming and that we have hope in it. And that as we have been here since the birth and the, res- the death and resurrection of Jesus, we understand what hope is because of what he did for us on the cross. But we also have this expecting hope, knowing that Jesus would be returning. 
that he's coming back someday and he's going to save us all from the world in which we live and that is filled with the sin that is here. Because we all still battle with sin, even though that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, it doesn't mean that there are no sins, that they are still here. So the hope candle represents the long expectant Christ, the Messiah. We can confidently place our expectations in the fact that Jesus is coming and that he's going to come again. In the second week, we lit the love candle. The love candle represented the love of Jesus, that, that God so loved the world that he sent his son Jesus, that whoever, whosoever would perish would have everlasting life found in Christ. And we understand and we looked at the scriptures and we, we understand that love actually comes from God, that we really can't understand and know what love is. What is love? See, I told you, you don't want me to say, but we can understand what love is. There's another 80s song that I could go into, right? But I'm not going to go there. It's in there, but I'm not going to go there. Maybe you're with me. Some of you that are younger than me are like, what? But we understand that love comes from God. And to know God means that we can actually know what love is. And I want to know what love is. I went there. I'm sorry. I had to. Okay, so anyway. Um, and then the, second, the third candle, which we lit, we, we lit last week, is the joy candle. The joy candle. Uh, and we talked last week about how there's a difference between joy and happiness. See, that joy is something that is grounded. It is there. It's with us. That when we have joy, when, we, when Christ came to this earth and joy came to the world, that when we place our faith, when we place our trust in Jesus, that we can have joy. And joy is there. It's a part of who we are. And the difference between joy and happiness is that happiness is fleeting. It could be gone in just a moment. We can have the best day ever, but we can get a phone call with the worst news ever, and it would change everything, and happiness would be gone in an instant. But joy is everlasting, and it can stay. And those that are, of us that are filled with the joy of the Lord understand that we can walk through this life, even on our worst day, still with the joy of the Lord shining out from us. And so today... We are going to talk about peace. This is our fourth candle in the Advent wreath. And just as a reminder, the wreath is round. It's an evergreen. It represents life. And the fact that it is round represents that it has no end. And we can have eternal life found in Christ. And so there's a lot of symbolism involved with the wreath and the candles themselves as we usher in this new se this season of Jesus being born, that light is coming into the world. So every single time we light a candle, there is more light. And so when Jesus, who was the light of the world, came to this world to provide us light, that we would be able to see the light and see and, ex and experience him. And so every time we light a new candle, there is more light. But before we light the next candle, I want to read just kind of where peace comes from. So we see that in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. This was, again, Isaiah talking about the expe expecting or talking about the coming Savior. And he says this, he says, For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and the Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace, and he is ushering in this peace that is coming. So as we light the peace candle today, we recognize that Jesus is the source of peace in this world, and that uh, we have peace in this, we have world peace, which is not the same as world, anyway, we have peace because of what Jesus 
did for us, and he came here, and, and we, we recognize that at his birth. But I want to talk about peace just for a second because uh, it's been a hard season for me, really, just with Christmas and the different things going on. There's, I feel like more than ever, my calendar, my schedule has just been slammed with all kinds of things. And, and I mentioned just a little while ago that my wife is a principal, and so school has, uh, has been uh, just a burden on her lately. And, and just getting to this end of the semester as school came to a close for the semester on Friday. See, there's usually a little bit more time between Christmas and the last day of school, but not this, not this time. So it's just been a crazy time. So she's been busy. I've been busy. We've been busy. The family's been busy. There's been church services. We're planning an extra church service, which is the Christmas Eve service tomorrow night. But it's not just us. I spoke to somebody just the other day who's in the restaurant business, and he said, you know what? This has been the craziest Christmas I feel like we've had in a long time. We were just out. We are doing catering events all the time. And it's just one thing after another. It's been a, it's been a busy time. And, and I've got a little, little, a little side deal, a little, uh, a little um, uh, what, what's, what's the phrase? The, 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 yeah, side hustle. There we go. I've got a little side hustle where I, I do T-shirts. It's more of a passion for me. I just make T-shirts for people and, and do different things like that. And so I made a T-shirt for, uh, for Danil's school. I made a T-shirt for my brother-in-law's roofing company. And, and uh, in the process of all that, everything has been delayed. And they said, this is the busiest time that we've ever had. This is the busiest December we've ever had. Like, it has just been crazy, and everybody just feels that way, and I'm sure that you all feel that way, too. It happens every Christmas where there's all kinds of things that are happening, and really, at the end of the day, when we're talking about joy, and we're talking about peace and hope and love, sometimes we get to this point on December 23rd, and we realize we haven't done all our Christmas shopping yet. Anybody not finished yet? I see those hands. I see, I see those hands. Um... But it is an absolute crazy time, and we, we just are filled with, with so much going on in our lives, and it just seems like it adds up with all the Christmas parties and everything else that happens this time. And we are just struggling and trying to find this peace. And so I was thinking about this, and, and yesterday uh, I went to the mall of all places, the, the Saturday before Christmas, December 22nd, uh, not to shop, not to shop, but my daughter's birthday is December 21st. And so about a month ago when we were thinking about what we would do and just hearing about what she would be wanting to do for her birthday party, she said, I want to do a Build-A-Bear party. And we're like, okay, we can make that happen. We did not think about it being the Saturday before Christmas. And uh, we, I don't know, there's like 20 people there, 20 kids. And, um, and I don't know how everybody found a parking spot because it was hard for me to find a parking spot. But we made it happen, and it was all there. But the, the mall was just slammed with people doing that last-minute thing. And in just a few moments, the mall is going to be opening up, or it has already opened. And, uh, and this, I'm sure today is going to be absolutely nuts. So, so more power to you for the people that have to hit Walmart up today or, or the mall. But it's so busy. And I was thinking about that movie in the mid-'90s. You guys know this movie right here with, with, with my man Arnold? We have its jingle all the way. Do we not have it? Do we not have it? All right, fine. It's just a photo. But I was thinking about just that, that chaotic moment of, of, of just going to the mall to find that perfect gift and just how stressful that can be. Uh, in the mid-'90s, they didn't have Amazon, but there is still that, that craziness and that, that unpeaceful feeling that, that we experience at this time of the year. And that's, that's just with the frivolous thing of, of Christmas the holiday, Right? But many of us are going through struggles where it could be health struggles, whether it be ourself or a family member. 
Uh, many of us are going through financial struggles that, uh, that you worry about and you just don't know what's going to happen next. Um, sometimes it's just struggles with our own relationships and the, 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 the bonds that we used to have with certain people, maybe friends or fr- family, siblings, parents, or maybe this is the first Christmas without a loved one, and it's a hard time. And, and that adds into the aspect of just not, wonder, not, not having the peace that we think that we should have at this time, at this, in this season. And so my question for the day is, where do we find this peace? And we talked about Isaiah saying that that this Messiah, this Savior, is going to be the Prince of Peace. And we see in Luke chapter 2, at the birth of Jesus, the story of of Jesus coming into this earth. And it says here in uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 8, And in the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock, By night, I'm reading it in two different versions. (laughs) Then the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. They were terrified. And the angel said unto them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people, that today a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord, was born for you in the city of David. And this will be a sign unto you that you will find a baby wrapped in, sn- in swaddling clothes and s- wrapped snugly in a cloth and lying in a feed trough, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. So there's ushering in this peace on earth is what the the angels were saying here, that there is peace on earth that is being born today. There is peace at the manger. There is peace in this scene at the manger, in this feed trough, in this this place, in this probably cold and and damp and dark uh, cave or in this dwelling where they were. There's a lot of experts that will will try to to predict or try to uh, paint a picture of what that manger scene actually looked like. But nevertheless, he was in a feed trough. And, uh, and I raised pigs growing up, truth. <laughs> and, um, and I had to go in often. We would feed them, not slop, but they had special food that they had to eat. But they would often crumble up their food, and it would just turn into dust. And I, it would be my job to go in there and scoop the nasty dust out of their troughs. It would make me sick. And, um, and, and I, I, I picture what that must have been like. They didn't have the special feed for the pigs back then. It really probably was slop, the leftovers, anything that they could do to fatten up the pigs or any of the other animals that they would have been eating out of there. And it just is not a pretty scene. But here's what we see at the birth or for the birth of Jesus. We see this peaceful little baby. And parents in the room today will, will know what that, that moment was like that they held their baby for the very first time. Christmas five years ago, my, my little Jilly was born, and she was in the hospital for almost up until the new year. Spent a few days in the NICU. And uh, it was just a special moment to be there at Christmas in a hospital that is usually just overwhelmed with people flying around everywhere, doctors and nurses all over the place. They do their, their best to try to get everybody out for Christmas, but my Jilly was there. And there was a few doctors and nurses also there Christmas Eve to Christmas. And it really was just a peaceful scene. It was so different than the previous couple days when, 
we were rushed there because Tanil had, uh, ha had to have an emergency surgery to remove her and, uh, and go through that process because she wasn't well. To all of a sudden be there with this baby. And that will forever be the most uh, unique Christmas and probably one of the most special Christmases that we've ever had. But I'm constantly reminded of that when I think about Jesus being born in a manger. There's a song that Danielle sings, and I love when she sings it, and, and it talks about how uh, Jesus could have came in like a mighty wave, could have came in like a hurricane, could have came in with all these different ways, with trumpets blaring and all this. I mean, like if I'm the king of all kings, I'm coming in, I'm coming in hot, you know what I mean? But Jesus is not like me, thank the Lord, and, um, and he came in just as peaceful as possible in a place unexpected. A baby laying in a manger, and that is the source of peace, and we see that peace on earth is here. And it's different than world peace. See, we don't have world peace today uh, because, not because that Jesus, when he came, he was bringing world peace, but he was bringing peace to the world, not world peace. And so peace to the world can be found in him. And when he is our source, he is the source of joy. He is the source of our hope. He is the source of love, but he's also the source of our peace. And so in a time when we are going through multiple things and have our schedules filled and have all these things happening, Christmas parties, we're going through all these struggles that I've already mentioned, these different things that might be hitting us at this moment or any moment, I want to remind you today that you can find peace in Jesus. He is the source of all peace. And sometimes life can have that strangle on us where we feel like we can't really get out. And it's because we're trying to do it ourselves. And Jesus is just saying, hey, come to me who all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I'll give you rest. He will give us that peace. One of my movies, my favorite movies when I was a kid, I've kind of wised up to it now, but one of my favorite movies when I was a kid was Independence Day. You guys know that movie? The original, like the best one, with Will Smith. There's a scene in the, at, towards the end where, where the, the, the alien wraps his tentacles around the, the doctor behind the glass, and he's using the doctor to speak to, to the president of the United States. Best president ever in the movie, his, movie history. But he wraps his tentacle around him and he's strangling him. And the president calls for peace. He wants peace to the alien. He says, hey, listen, this is all we want. All we want is peace. And the alien using his tentacles, wrapping and strangling the, the doctor, the, the scientist says, peace, no peace. It's, it's, it's very terrifying when you're younger, but you know, now it's not so bad. But I think about that because I think that sometimes we get so wrapped up in, in life and all the things that are hitting us from all different directions. And I feel like that sometimes. I feel like I'm strangling. I feel like the aliens got me by the neck and he's going, peace, no peace. But we've got to untangle ourselves and recognize that we can find peace. That is the same peace that's found in the manger, the same peace that is offered to us on the cross for our freedom, the same peace that Jesus ushered into this world is offered to us. And we can, if we just point our eyes to him and direct everything that we have towards him, that we would be able to, be, uh, to understand the peace that, that really surpasses all understanding, as Danil mentioned earlier in her prayer. In Luke chapter 8, Verse 22 through 25, 
we see that God wants peace for us and it can be found in him. And that's really what I want to remind you of this morning. And this is one of, I've got two of my favorite stories that I just want to share with you and point out to you that when we keep our eyes fixated on Jesus through this season or through any season that we're facing in life, that he is the source of peace. And it says this in Luke chapter 8, verse 22, that one day he and the disciples got into a boat and he told them, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. And so they set out. And as they were sailing, he fell asleep. So Jesus falls asleep. Just as a reminder to you that when you are tired, you can rest. Jesus took naps, so you can take naps. All right? So as they were sailing, he fell asleep. And then a fierce windstorm came down on the lake, and they were being swamped and were in danger. Okay, here's what's important for you to understand as we carry on. They were in danger. It's not just that the disciples thought that they were in danger or assumed that they were in danger or felt that they were in danger. It says that they were in danger. And they came and they woke him. By the way, he's still sleeping, right? Anybody sleep like that? Anybody sleep like Jesus through everything? I wish I did. And they came and they woke him up saying, Master, Master, we're going to die. And he got up and he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. And so they ceased. And then there was calm. There was peace. And he said to them, where is your faith? And they were fearful and amazed, asking one another, who can this be? He commands even the waves, the winds and the waves, and they obey him. But he's the prince of peace, remember? So even that the winds, even the winds and the, the waves would obey him. Psalm 107 verse 29 says, he calmed the storm to a whisper and stilled the waves. And this was written even before he actually did this. But this is who he is. This is the Prince of Peace. And so he offers us this same peace. And so what's interesting in this story is that the disciples are in the boat and they are terrified. They are fearful for their lives. They are in danger. They don't know what to do. They're scrambling around. They're strangled. And the only thing that they can do is go to Jesus. The only thing that they could do is look to him. And so often we don't do that. Now, he's not in a boat sleeping right next to us all the time. But the example is set for us that when we go to him with the fears and the, 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 the thoughts of being in danger or the struggles or the fact that we might be strangling, if we could go to him, he's the one that will calm the waves in our defense. And the waves can be all the struggles. The waves can be all the tentacles that may are reaching out, trying to grab for your attention, pulling you one way or another, filling up your, can, uh, your ca calendar. Sometimes it just feels like it's overwhelming and that the waves are way over your head and you're out there and you're about to drown. I don't know if you've ever said this in your life. I feel like I'm drowning. And Jesus calms the waves in your defense. All it takes is for you to reach out to him, to fix your eyes on him, to, to, to focus on who he is. And that's really the whole point of this Advent series is to focus our eyes on him, to slow down, let the rest of the season pass us by, but making sure that we are focusing on the reason for the season, that we can actually experience all the love, all the peace, all the joy, all the hope that can be found at the scene where Jesus was born. The other story that I have for you that points out the exact same thing is the story of Martha and Mary that can be found again in Luke chapter 10. We're just working our way through Luke this morning. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. 
it says that they were traveling. This is him and the disciples. And he entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Just imagine this is a Christmas party that you may or may not have attended this, this month. And you went to somebody's house and they opened the door and they said, welcome. This is how my house always looks. Come on in. Don't put your feet up. These dishes, they've been clean. Always. My, 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 my sink is never full. I, I don't know if that's you or not, but that is not me. That is not my house. If you saw my house right now, it is a storage unit for tomorrow night's Christmas Eve service. It's, it's crazy. But she had a sister named Mary, I'll go ahead and carry on, who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. So Jesus enters this home. Martha is like, welcome, I've been preparing my home for you. And Jesus comes in, he sits down, and Martha's sister Mary goes in and just is in awe at the fact that Jesus is in her house. I don't know how you'd be. We're one of the two. We're going to be scrambling around because the house doesn't look good and Jesus is here. Or we're like, oh my goodness, can you believe that Jesus is here right now? I'm going to just sit there in front of him. But Martha was distracted by many tasks. She, she's mad at Mary for putting the toilet paper on the, the wrong side. It's on the outside. Okay. Uh, she's cleaning dishes, she's preparing, she's getting the, the meal ready, whatever it is she's doing, she's got many tasks. And she came up, of all people, right? She's strangled. She feels like she's got so much going on. So she does this. She goes to Jesus and she says, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve all alone? Tell her to help me. So she's feeling scrambled and she's feeling like she is, is, is drowning. And so, so she's doing that. She went straight to Jesus and she said, hey, Jesus, tell her to help me. I've got so much going on. I don't know what to do. And Jesus says this. He says, Martha, Martha. <laughs> Bad news when he says, I mean, of all people, right? Like when mom or dad said your name two times in a row, but now Jesus said your name two times in a row. You are worried and upset about many things. But the one thing is necessary, and Mary has made the right choice, and it will not be taken away from her. And so the point of this story is that sometimes we feel like maybe we're going to Jesus and we're saying, hey, I'm, I'm struggling, I'm scrambling, you got to help me finish this. you got to do this, you got to tell her to do this, or you got to help me with this particular person. But the truth is, and the main point is that, that Mary had it right. Mary dropped everything that was going on. And maybe she wasn't helping out as much, but Jesus was there. This was the moment to connect with him. The house was a, was a mess, maybe. But Jesus isn't concerned about the mess. You may feel like you have all kinds of mess in your life and you're struggling with all these different things and, and, and you feel like maybe I got to get it cleaned up before I can, I, I can uh, approach Jesus or, or, or get through this next step or do this next thing. But Jesus isn't concerned about that. He just wants you. He wants that time with you. And so when you feel like that you're scrambling and you're, you're strangled and that the waves are over your head and you feel like I'm drowning in this moment, in this season, which I think that we've been at a place already where we felt that way as a family, the important thing is 
is that you just need to approach him. Go to him. Not for the solution of how you can get everything figured out, but just to spend the time with him. He is the source of peace. He is the prince of peace. He is the one that provides peace. And he's the one that can provide the peace which surpasses all understanding. And I don't know if you've ever been there before where you feel like I cannot take on any more. I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to do about my job. I don't know what to do about this fact that we don't have a child yet. Or we've, and we've been there. But he's the source of peace. And there's been times in my life where I feel like I was absolutely drowning. But when I changed where I set my eyes and I set my eyes on him, it changed everything. He provides that peace when we need peace. He provides the joy when we need joy. He provides the hope when we need hope. And he is love when we need love. I say when we need it, because we all need it. Scripture will tell us that we are all born to sin, that we all are sh fall short of the glory of God. But when Jesus came to this earth and was laying in this peaceful manger, it began this journey of this Messiah who would live as an example for all of us to be able to see. And then was a sacrifice for all of us to have. And that when Jesus died on the cross, he sacrificed his life for us. That the sins that we have in our life, the things that we fall to, the things that we feel like we're, we're strangled by, He's forgiven us. So in this season, and for us to be able to experience peace, I want to tell you that there are two things that you can do to really get the peace and understand the peace that Jesus offers. One of them is forgiveness. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and the biggest thing that he did is he for, he's forgiven us. And so if we're going to add more peace to our life and live as an example as, as Christ lived, he was one that offered forgiveness. And so I know that there's probably somebody in the room today that needs to offer forgiveness to somebody. And the second thing is gratitude. When we are grateful for what people have done for us, when we are grateful for the Savior and what He did for us, it offers peace. And so there's some of you that probably need to show some gratitude during this time. And I want to encourage you to, to, to give that gratitude to somebody today or tomorrow or sometime this week. And I'm telling you, you'll start to feel some of the peace that surpasses all understanding. But number one, just focus on Him. That's what this is all about. That's why we make a big deal about Christmas every single year, because He offers us all these things that we've lit a candle for. And if we miss out, if we don't focus on these things, 
then we're not challenging ourselves to grow in Christ, and that's, that's why we're here. I'd encourage you today that if you've never made a decision for Christ, you've never accepted that peace that he provides, and you feel like I've never experienced peace that surpasses all understanding, I don't know what joy is like, I don't feel like I understand what love is, and I don't know what I'm hoping for. I wanna tell you that there is hope that can be found in Jesus for you. He died on the cross for you. And it is a gift, as we talk about gifts on Christmas, it is a gift that is freely given to you. He's already done it. And it's just a present. The one thing that you have to do when somebody gives you a present is to open it, to accept it and to open it. And so today you can accept that gift and you can open that gift of salvation by simply confessing that Jesus, I need you in my life. I know that you're who you say that you are, and I know that you died on the cross for my sins. I wanna ask you to come into my life, save me from my sins, and help me walk with you from this day forward. And when you make a decision like that, that is eternal life that is gifted to you. You can spend eternity with him, and it's something that can never be taken away from you. for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.